Good evening, Dubbies. Episode 274, the new season. Season 3, Unbroken, officially launches right now. A few changes you might see. First of all, you're, don't take offense at the word dummy. It means the don't unfriend means. We will have a shorter intro. We will get to the show quicker, and that is a good thing. What are we going over tonight? Minimum wage. And this whole classism thing that's taking over. We obviously know that they're pushing CRT and some real negative values when it comes to segregation, but there's this new classism thing about the wage gap and free college. We're going to go into it tonight. We're going to go in pretty heavy, and we will be doing episode 274. But first, you get to see the new intro of season three, Unbroken. Enjoy. I'll be right back. Thanks for stopping by, folks. You can find me at at Don't Unfriend Me Show across all social media and podcasts. Please do that. Stop by don'tunfriendme.com as well for t-shirts and a bunch of other goodies. Let's get to the show. I will gladly pay you $49.96 on Tuesday for a hamburger today. Is there no end to class warfare in America? In addition to our obvious political divisions, we have divisions of ethnicity, geography, economic status, age, gender, faith. The list goes on and on. Now let's add a new one and discuss the plight of the essential worker. On this stage, someone has to be the oppressed and someone else has to be the oppressor. This is our modern American slant on Marx, the relentless struggle between the classes, except instead of really the proletariat versus the bourgeois, we've taken the idea of class warfare to new and absurd levels. Essential workers are exploited. How ridiculous. But not surprising. Just watch this space and you'll encounter a dizzying array of made-up fantasies in the comments after this video posts, always inventing yet another victim and another reason to burn down the system. Today, it's the plight of the essential worker, but where does it end? Labor and employment is simple to understand. You sell the value of your labor to an employer in exchange for what you both consider to be fair wages. If you want more than the employer is willing to pay, you go unemployed. And if the employee underpays, employer underpays you, you go find a job elsewhere. It's a pretty simple concept, no? Let's go one step fur further. In a free labor market, the value of your labor is determined by a few different things. The most important is productivity. That is the value of what you produce. A software developer that writes an app his employer can sell for billions of dollars is valued higher than a fast food employee that generates a few dollars an hour in business for some franchise owner. In addition, competition, supply, and demand also factor into setting the value of your labor. Where I live, the pandemic lockdowns forced low-skilled workers to move on. 
And now the traditional employers of low-skilled labor are finding their jobs going unfulfilled. This is common across America. Miraculously, even without minimum wage legislation or other government intrusions, wages are climbing as a result of employers competing for a smaller pool of workers overall. The same is true of most professions. With a population of roughly 950,000, fewer than 0.3% of Americans are medical doctors, and it's expensive to become one. Thus, the value of their labor tends to be higher than, say, the nation's 4 million teachers. Same is true in things like sports and entertainment. There aren't many people that can hit a baseball 400 feet or a tennis ball at 100 miles an hour. Those that can command higher wages for their talents. Clearly, if the fast food worker costs more than they generate in revenue, they won't have a job. No employer can pay more for a worker than what that worker generates in productivity for the business overall. That should be pretty intuitive. Your wages are a function of what you produce, and the only sustainable path to higher wages is increased productivity. Period. And yes, when I pull up to the drive-thru, I expect someone to take my order. Some might say that makes that worker essential. And certainly, I appreciate the service as much as anyone, but that essential worker status has nothing to do with the value of what they produce. Consider it the other way around. Is the researcher working on a cure for some obscure disease an essential worker too? How about the software developer working on some violent video game? You likely don't have interaction with these other folks, but does that make them unessential? What if you happen to suffer from the disease that that researcher is working on? Or what if your 401k is invested in shares of the software company our game developer is writing? That's the point. Essential is entirely subjective and in the eye of the beholder, not a bunch of Washington fat cats. The entire shutdown during the pandemic was tactical, and the Democrats got to determine who was essential and who was not. And no one agreed. At a time when construction was booming and the economy in America was at an all-time high, this pandemic came at a perfect time for Democrats. I mean, one day Pelosi is so pissed off about how good Trump is doing, next you know, bam, she tears up the union speech, and then the country shut down. The corporate world did just fine. They could work from home, right? Well, not so. All of the major corporate big box stores got to remain open because those businesses depend on counter sales. Just so happens it to be the businesses that make the most profit from hiring minimum wage workers as well. Walmart, fast food, Target, etc. Minimum wage workers that tend to all vote Democrat. They did everything they could to kill small businesses and restaurants and decimate construction. They then jacked the price of lumber up to three to four hundred percent because they let construction workers go back to work when America has so much wood growing for harvest from the government programs in the 1970s that there's almost too much wood. There was no need to jack up the price. You know why they did that? Because construction workers, small business owners, most of the middle class don't vote Democrat. And they don't depend on the government at all. When you don't depend on the government, the government has to actually work for you like it should. 
Regardless of the virus, this nation's response to it was a complete joke. And look how advantageous this entire pandemic has been for the Democratic Party. Ever since they shut the country down, they have controlled this country ever since, and not just by votes. At least it was until our country has witnessed the horrendous policies of the Democratic Party, and it only took one short year to remember how bad they are in the yesteryear. To suggest that wages should be a function of some arbitrary status is nonsensical, and to create class divisions between essential workers and non-essential workers is even more ridiculous. It's just yet another tiresome attempt to divide us in a way that creates a new class of victims and oppressors. It really is a sad commentary on our modern society that we're revisiting these disproven and toxic ideas in 2021 and beyond. We are individuals and our work has value that's chiefly determined by the market. We don't need to view every transaction through the lens of who's the victim and who's the oppressor, yet here we are. In a free enterprise society, how much money someone earns depends on three things, what you do, how well you do it, and how difficult it is to replace you. It's all about the supply and demand for what you do and the value we create for those who hire us. The whole moral is, if you want to make more money, provide a service that is more valuable than what they are paying you to do. If you do that, it will put you in demand, and you will make more money, either from your employer or someone else. Because it's not the degree of essential that determines market price. It's the supply and demand that determines price. Food is highly essential. How much should a McDonald's hamburger actually cost? If McDonald's hamburgers were priced according to the essentialness of food, they would cost a million dollars. And the only thing the economy would produce is McDonald's hamburgers, because if you could get a million dollars for selling a hamburger, why would anyone do anything else? But then, what good would that million dollars do if all you can get is a McDonald's hamburger? Because that's all anyone produces on account of it selling for a million frickin' dollars. Fortunately, price is not determined by such things, but it's the price at which for every buyer, there is a seller, and for every seller, there is a buyer. If people decide they want more, they will bid up the price because they would be willing to pay more if they want it more. And that higher price would draw in more people who are willing to sell at the higher price, thus increasing supply to meet the demand. Conversely, if people decide they want less of it, they will bid it down and the price as they are not willing to pay as much as any more for the much of it. That lower price will drive some suppliers out as they are either unwilling or unable to continue providing supply at that lower cost. This continues until supply is brought down to the level that is in demand. Those low wages are all that is necessary to get enough people willing to supply those essential needs. Compared to other things they might otherwise be doing, there is no point to paying more and increasing the supply beyond what is wanted. Those wages are an economic signal that says we have enough essential workers supplying those needs. Everyone else should do something else that people do that they want more of than they have now. In theory, I quite like the sound. I like the sound of everyone working for a decent living wage. It sounds wonderful, but what is a decent wage? Well, obviously enough to pay for the essentials in life. But what are the essentials? Well, food for sure. And what types of food? How about utilities? How much if you're on a meter? 
A house is obvious, but what type, where, rented or bought? Do pets get included? For some, they're seen as an added extra. For others, there's something they cannot see themselves to live without. How about phones? Does the living wage cover the cost of a Nokia or an iPhone? Does it cover the cost of 10 megabytes a month or a contract for 10 gigabytes of one? They have a mobile. Do they get a landline? How many calls could they make off that? The list goes on. You're asking a group of people in a faraway place what it means to have a living wage, what things are essential. You set it at $15 an hour and you'll find there are still people that don't believe this to be livable because it doesn't pay for all that they deem necessities. Equally, you could drop it to $5, and there'd still be those that believe it pays for too much and unneeded junk. So sure, in a way, everyone from the libertarians to the hardest communists are for a living wage. Everyone just hasn't agreed on what that actually means yet. The solution is never the problem for people. They know what they should do, but unfortunately, people are their own worst enemy. You know you should get off the couch. You know you should show up every day and treat every customer like the first one of the day. You know you should apply yourself and negotiate with yourself before asking from others. But we don't. Get off your butt and go for what you want in life. It will never be gift-wrapped and hand-delivered by someone with a smile. If it is, it's a lie. $15 an hour isn't enough. Just like $175,000 a year isn't enough. You will always spend what you earn, and that is the way of things. But constant improvement takes time and an iron will. It's just a fact that some people have the ability and some don't. Hence why a living wage isn't the issue. We should have a magic pill that delves out work ethic and focus for growth first. But that is something we can all get behind. But alas, like a living wage, it's just unfeasible. And even more important than inflation bumps, that is insignificant. The truth is you are the reason you are where you are, and you are the only one who can get you out. No matter how many times you vote for Bernie, no matter how many times you quit and throw a tantrum, no matter how many easy roads you take, they all lead to the same place. The sad reality is that no matter how important you think you are, all of us are replaceable and expendable in the free market. Because within that sad reality is opportunity. And that opportunity looks a whole hell of a lot like hard work. And the next person up is willing to take what you have surrendered. Although your pride may still be intact. Folks, that's it for me tonight. Thank you so much for watching. Do me a favor. I will go out like I always do. That hasn't changed. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. Around the holidays, it gets worse. Please reach out to vets. If you can't reach out to me, I will help you make the phone call. We can save a life. Traumatic brain injury, PTS, stress, anxiety, depression are all real. Veteran Crisis Hotline helps. They do it 100% anonymously. There's no retribution for calling. And if you are not in the military, it's fine. They will take that phone call for civilians as well. Just reach out and make that phone call. It is extremely important. Tomorrow is episode 275. It's Red Friday. Make sure to wear your red. Also, do me one favor. Please come back tomorrow. Episode 275, you can reach me at at Don't Unfriend Me Show across my social channels. Please like, share, and subscribe. I'd greatly appreciate it. Stick by for the after show. I will answer all your comments, and we will do that right after this. And they can't find the file. You know, folks, it always happens. Every time I, I do a new season or I add something new, this happens. 
And I guess I could say we would get it in post, but I'm too damn stubborn. I am just going to get it right now. Maybe I can keep stalling and it will seem almost like everything worked out like it should. Great, it's in the iCloud, which means that it's going to take a second to download. And there it is. And now, good night. (laughs) 